0: Welcome to the Cape Life Podcast, Life in the Cape League, Cape League Life, any one of those three goes around here, I'm Bobby Manning. (laughs) We got the news just today that Zach McGambly is going to be heading back to Coastal Carolina. He's done for the season with the Cattaliers. Not due to injury reasons, just the pitcher restrictions the college has him on. He's done after 20 with this team here. And that is a common issue that we're seeing across the Cape League this year as the rain continues to pour down. Games are getting thrown one after another in front of each other. These teams are running into issues with roster spots, especially on the pitcher front. We have a very interesting interview today. coaches run the league sentiments that it's been really hard to throw a roster together this year in the Cape League. Now Katuit, they lose 20 innings pitched, 1.74 ERA, 24 strikeouts and seven walks. Zach McAmbly of Coastal Carolina in five starts. He was outstanding. Easily the most reliable arm on this team. Just about a week after they lost Joseph Nahas. And congrats to him. 1.5 ERA, 18 innings, 27 strikeouts, 6 walks. He is headed to the Chicago Cubs organization. So another MLB feather in Katuwit's hat. Also, racking up on the Katuwit side are rainouts. Now they are not by any means the team most affected by rainouts in this league this year. Coming into Thursday's rainout against Falmouth. Because had played 19 games in 20 days. And they were scheduled before that rainout to play 29 games in 31 days in the month of July. That's after all the rainouts that they had in June. They were just packed for July. Now that's nothing compared to Falmouth who got rained out on the 18th and 17th. Those are the last two days as we record this on Friday. And that brings them up to 12 rainouts on the season. That's the Falmouth Commodores, who are right in that race for Kituwit for first place. They have one day off now through August 1st, which of course is when the playoffs start. That's going to be that rescheduled game from the 17th. No word yet on when Falmouth and Katuit are going to play. Who knows if there's even enough time left for that at this point. But Falmouth, 15 games in the next 13 days as they head toward the playoffs. No days off, or there might be one day off in there with a double header. It's going to be two double headers over that stretch. Yeah, so I don't think there'll be any days off left for Falmouth. And before that, they had played 16 games between July 1st and 16th due to nine June rainouts. Now, we're going to start off the show right there with Kelly Nicholson, who's the coach of the Orleans Firebirds. They've had three of their last six games postponed, and he talked about the fact that the managers got together as they discussed the all-star teams and this Sunday is going to be the all-star game for the Cape Cod Baseball League. They don't know what they're going to do because this year's just been so crazy with the rain that it's kind of abnormal. But there's also concerns about temporary players that we've talked about with Mike Roberts, the guys coming and going in this league the College World Series, of course, goes into this season. There's always been those roster concerns, and that three coaches have told me that keeping a roster has been the chief concern. Now, Kelly Nicholson brought this to a whole new level. He thinks that there is a crisis going on in this league now with roster management, keeping enough arms for the length of the season, because Zach McCambley is the chief example now as he leaves it that colleges control the arms in this league and they're going to place hard limits on this that these teams aren't necessarily going to be able to work with so they got to go out in the middle of july end of july orleans they've had to go searching for a pitcher they sent a pitcher home this past week after a 6-6 tie with katuit and it's tough to find one this time of year so kelly nicholson's going to get us started off right here we have an action-packed show We're going to wrap up the temporary player conversation. All these temporary guys are officially with their teams now at this point in the season. Those rosters are set. Some of the MLB draft decisions are over and done with. So Nu is going to be sticking with Katuit. You'll be able to go out and see him. And Nick Gonzalez, a scary, scary moment within the last week and a half against Falmouth the last time they played Falmouth over on July 10th. there was a scary moment with him. We're going to get to know him a little bit today in that scary moment that looked like was going to end his season, but he's back and he's been tearing it up more than ever since then. So we'll get introduced to him, but first, here's Orleans coach Kelly Nicholson after that 6-6 tie on Sunday against Kituat here with coach kelly nicholson of the orleans firebirds after a tag game here but every year through all the wins you've had a couple hundred wins coming and going of players is a big deal here some guys are coming late some other guys are you know here early what's that dynamic like as you're trying to manage a roster
1: i think it's the toughest part of the job to be very very honest with you it's it's a human sudoku puzzle i call it uh, and you have to plan for it and you have to be organized and. You know, hey, we're looking for another arm right now. So I kind of scoured the country today. I think we might have one coming. But it's hard to find guys on July 14th. if they're, Most guys are already out playing. And if they're not out playing, it's tough to get game ready and come to the Cape for the last two and a half weeks. So it, there's no question. I think if you would ask all of the managers, it is the single biggest challenge that we face. And it's getting tougher and tougher. Not so much with the position guys, but with the pitching. With the pitching, we, you know, we've talked about some various things that we could do to not run into these issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see what happens in this league next year. What do you think a possible solution could be? Well, I think there's, I think there are a couple solutions: uh, no extra inning games, possibly play seven inning games, possibly cut down the number of games. And we have to have ma- mandatory days off. Mm-hmm. We we can't be Falmouth and play 32 games in 31 days. That's not right. That's yeah. that's just wrong. Uh, I think part of the experience of the Cape League is experiencing this part of the country and bouncing into Boston on a day off, or bouncing in Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard. Or we need we need days off. I know I'm I'm tired. I haven't thrown a pitch or yeah. run a hard 90 or. Legged out a double, and I'm tired. I'm I'm mentally and physically tired. Yeah, this so year has been tough with the rain. It has been it? tough with the rain. And and one thing I don't think we want to do is we don't want to, we don't want to jump the gun, because this year was kind of abnormal. We had that one week of rain where I've never been up here in my 19 summers. Mike's been up way way longer than I have, where we've lost four day four games in seven days. So mm-hmm. we don't want to, we don't want to react. We. We need to have a good response to what we should do next year. And there's been conversations about that? Well, there have been. We, when we had the All-Star meeting yesterday, we sat around, the managers, we sat around and, and talked about what, what we could do to make this league better. I told somebody earlier today that I was speaking with oh, Chuck Sturtevant. I, there was a pretty good coach that said there's no progress without change. And that was John Wooden. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty old school. But I think we have to adapt and we have to keep the players' best interests in mind. Or this is not going to be, this is going to turn into the Northwoods League. Yeah. You know? Uh, no, don't say that. <laughs> Wipe that out. It's not, it's not going to be that bad. But we need, to make it, we need to make it better. Yeah. We need to make it better for everybody involved. For you guys, for the players, for the managers, for the fans, for the scouts, for everybody. And we can do that.
0: What do you think changed most with the coming and going of players? Just more different teams that they're going between?
1: Uh, I think college coaches are protecting arms. And, you know, we're not getting in. I know Kumar Rocker threw plenty of innings, but there was no way that Kumar Rocker was going to come play this summer. Or JT Ginn, they got hurt a little bit. But those, those guys that get up to... They get up to 75 or 80 innings, they're going to be on an innings limit. Most of them don't want their guys throwing more than 100, and I totally get that, man. It's To the college coaches, uh, that's their livelihood. So those yeah. guys need to be healthy when they go back to school. Uh, Noah Scuro and Jared Schuster and Connor Pellerin and everybody on our staff, we have to take good care of those guys. Yeah. So when they go back to the universities, uh, they're healthy, first of all. They've had a good experience, and so they—they're our best recruiters. Yeah. So Connor come back can go back to 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 Lane and say, "Hey, Orleans is an all right place to play, man."
0: Yeah. So is that something you oversee, or is there a limit that the college coaches place on? Yeah, I don't or?
1: have anything to do with it. We're I'm at the mercy. We're just renting them, man. Yeah. We're just renting them. Whatever, whatever they want to do with them, is what we have to do. Um, and if that if that's not going to work with us, our option is not to take that particular player. Yeah. So, All right, it is what it is, time. man. Thank yeah, you. my pleasure. You bet. You Thank bet. You.
0: Now, those were some absolutely startling words from Nicholson there about the state of this league. But even he seemed to admit, like, is this just going to be a one-year thing, or? is this normalcy for the league now when you have usa when you have college world series when you have pitcher restraints when you have a season that's as packed and condensed as this one where a few rainouts can just throw the season completely out of the loop do they have to take a look at adjusting that schedule i thought the most important thing he said right there is that what we miss out when we lose all these days off, is the experience, seeing the Cape, going into Boston. Those were very good points. And I was gonna actually do this episode right here about Mike Roberts' base running expertise. And I talked to Mason McWhorters of Katuwet about the base running expertise that Roberts has. And he says, yeah, we, we went through it. But we haven't been able to keep doing it all year because we've been playing every single day. And he's actually one of the players who's told me that this has been a little bit of a grind. We'll, we'll listen to him right here. Welcome back to the Cape Life Podcast, Life in the Cape League with Mason McWhorter. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So one thing I noticed with this team, with this coaching staff, is base running. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal here. Yeah. Is that something you knew coming in or is that something that became apparent to you?
2: Um, the very first day I got here... Uh, like, literally, we worked on base running for, like, an hour. We just, like, walked each base, and he was telling us some things, and uh, and I think that, that gave me some good knowledge about it.
0: What did you uh, learn from things like that that you didn't know before?
2: Um, just little things, like like getting the right leads, and if, like, you want to steal third, you just want to make sure you're safe and stuff, like, just little things like that. It'll help win a ball game. So,
0: and you you advance on one today on a close one from right field. Mm-hmm. I got in there just ahead of the tag. Does he push aggressiveness or is it you know something else?
2: No, you definitely want to be aggressive uh, on the base path. You never want to like run the bases passive at all. So, being able to be aggressive um, can also lead to an extra base.
0: And about how often do you work on that stuff?
2: Mm, I mean, I'm only really working on, on BP, but. Not really too much, honestly. Yeah, good to see. lot of aggressiveness, yeah.
0: And uh, the team as a whole working on it. Do you guys do those base running sessions a lot, like you did at the beginning?
2: Mm, no, we haven't. We haven't like as, gone over it as much. We've done it a yeah. couple times, but it's really just it's all like mental. You just you go or you stay. Yeah. All you guys just run hard.
0: Yeah. Uh, too many games, I'd assume, <laughs> with the Reynos. You guys have been playing a lot. Yeah. What's that been like?
2: Oh, it's a grind, you know. Every day in and day out, you're yeah. just trying to give you everything you have and you know it gets tiring but you just got
0: to push through it so is this an existential crisis for this league or just a wacky wacky year i guess you'll decide the league will decide as this offseason comes around and they look into adjustments over what they're going to do for now there's just going to be a lot of baseball the rest of the way including this sunday as we mentioned they had the all-star meeting All-star game for the Cape Cod Baseball League is this Sunday. Starting at 5 o'clock. Gates open at 2 o'clock. It's going to be in Eldred Park, home of Orleans Firebirds. That's July 21st. And the home run derby at 5 o'clock, you're going to see Kituwitz-Arajianu, who has some big-time hits for this team this year. We talked about his big one over Hyannis and the walk-off win. He's going to be going up against Hunter Goodman of Memphis, who plays for Hyannis. They're going to be playing on the West Division side. Other Kituwit guys who are going to be playing in this All-Star game, officially All-Star bids for Cody Pasek, the Kituwit native. We talked to him earlier on the show this year. Casey Schmidt, who's been throwing his bat all year. We talked to him. He's had an incredible year. Parker Chavers is going to be on the reserves for the West All-Stars, as well as Matthew Mervis, the two-way player for the Kettleers. But two starters for the Kettleers in this one. Nick Gonzalez is going to be the second baseman. We're going to hear from him later on this episode. And Aubrey Major. Wow, Aubrey Major. Starter, left fielder out of Xavier for the Ketua Keteliers. I keep harping on this temporary player topic, but it's so important in this league. What an incredible story this guy's been. He played for Brewster last year. Started this season as a temporary player. No guarantee for this Ketalur's roster and he starts 8 of 14 in his first four games 536. He gets a hamstring injury against Yarmouth Dennis on June 19th and coach Roberts calls him into the office. Major probably thinks he's going to be getting let go as a temporary guy. The first on this team to be sealed for the rest of the season right there and then 8 to 14 they lock him up now he's 418 23 hits 16 of them are singles it feels like every time this guy gets up to bat and you can't miss him he's six six. this guy's ginormous he's always getting on base four strikeouts to three walks but 16 singles 23 hits overall he's been brutally consistent this year we talked to him on this episode of the cave life podcast look up to <laughs> all right we are here with Aubrey Major out of Xavier here with the Katoa Ketaliers this year and this week we talked a little bit about it last week from the guys arriving late Guys like you to start the year were filling their places as temporary players. Have you ever been in that position before where you're in
3: a spot but you know you're not guaranteed that spot on a team yeah, I was a temporary last year in Brewster. Um, so I mean I'm not I'm not new to the role. I mean I I kinda like it. You come in here with like a chip on your shoulder. So you kinda got something to prove. There's nothing's promised. So So you're with Brewster last year. What brought you to it this year? Uh, they didn't they didn't bring me back this year, so Kato ended up picking me up. So When did you arrive here with the team? Are you got here a little late, right? I got here uh, on opening day. Yeah. I think I got here. What was it like the tenth or 11th Mm-hmm.
0: Is that it? So how'd getting in with this team in that temporary role compared to last year? Do you
3: feel better since you hung on with Brewster? Uh, I mean I like hey, there's there's a lot more instruction here. Yeah. Um no, I kinda like it that way. Like I'm I'm learning a lot more. Like one of the things I wanted to work on coming to summer was base running and Coach Roberts is you know, he know he knows a lot about that topic specifically. So I think it it's been cool just like learning from him. Um I've been able to take some things away. I'll be able to apply them next year. So. What was that moment where you
0: heard you were going to be moving into a full time role here? Was he calling you in, and you were like, oh, what's this
3: all about?" It was actually right after uh, I got hurt at Brewster. So like, I had a I, know, I, had, a, I had a pretty hot start. It was I like, like, yeah, you're leading the like, team in average. Yeah, yeah like, like you're saying. nine, nine for like fifteen, something like that. But um yeah I mean he kind of he kind of told me uh that I was going to be added back as a permanent and so like i was I felt kind of like relieved like but still like whatever average I have like it's still through like fifteen at bats, so I mean that doesn't really mean anything like people have hot starts all the time so where are you from? What brought you to the Cape last year? Uh, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, so I go to Xavier in Cincinnati. I don't know how it happened last year. It just got set up through coaches mm mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, I came here last year. didn't Didn't really do too much, but uh, I'm 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 glad to be back here. I mean, I like it's just a different a different kind of baseball. I mean, I, it's a lot more fun. What do you think the difference has been for you this year? The difference for your production, being a little bit more patient. You know, hitting fastballs usually I'll I'll chase uh, off speed down. That's been one of the things I've been trying to work on. So I mean, I've been getting a lot of fastballs when I was hitting. So I mean, just. Putting those in play and get get my swing off on those. What's it like having
0: guys coming in out around you? You've had some other temporary guys here who have left. The new guys are coming in. What's that dynamic like for you? Uh, it's, oh it,
3: it's 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 definitely different. You go from college, just being able to see everyone. Like there are no cuts in college. Well, there haven't been at, at my school. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it just takes a while. You know, learn yeah. everyone's name. Uh, we're getting to a point where. Uh, we're we're starting to have like our final team. Uh less guys are starting to come in. So yeah, I know I know everybody now. Yeah. It took me a couple of weeks, but all right, that's Aubrey Major. We'll get you out of the bugs here. I appreciate it. No problem.
0: <laughs> Other All-Stars for Katuit, Reed Johnston, North Carolina State, Matt Moore out of Purdue. Those two guys are gonna be pitching for the West All Stars on Sunday. You would see McCambly. Nahas, Those two guys would be there if they stuck around, but they've had temporary guys to fill their places. Now, one of those is Beckway, who will not be an all-star this year out of Belmont Abbey. He's had to fill in quite a bit for this pitching staff that's come and go for Katuit this year, though, and he has gotten himself a permanent spot on this roster, as well as Richard Brereton, who has filled some innings for this team. They haven't had the best of years, Brereton's 5.40 ERA in 18 innings pitch. Way himself 2.79, 2 and 2, 12 strikeouts to 8 walks, but they throw him out. You know, go three innings against Bourne July 9th. Robert said, "You go out there. We'll give you three innings." He ended up working two, three hits, two earned runs, three walks, and a three strikeouts and a walk. And gave a solid outing there. He, it ended in a loss, but it's just one of those games where, you know, it has been a little up and down this season. They've had games where they've hit and haven't pitched. They've had games where they've pitched and haven't hit. He's been one of the ones trying to figure it out in relief out of the temporary spot for this roster. Want again, the dynamic of that life as a temporary player because Major didn't last too long for him. He experienced it last year as he talked about, But Way, Brereton, those are guys who hung on for a long time in those spots. Coming from a decent ways away. Brereton a little closer coming from Connecticut. It just seemed like a very nerve-wracking role to fill on a team. So I talked to both of them about that temporary life. First, Beck Way. We'll talk to him right here. Welcome back to the Cape Life Podcast. Life in the Cape League with Beck Way. Started today first start of the season
4: mm-hmm. how'd it feel out there it was hey, some walks some strikeouts only two innings it was I mean I felt comfortable uh I knew there was a little bit of chip on my shoulder going out there to begin with and I knew I only had three innings to work with so I had a short leash and uh, I went out there and competed and did what I could and at the end of the day I'm happy with how it ended up
0: so for you personally coming here on a temporary deal How did you look at that coming into this? Do you see it as an opportunity or something you had to fight through?
4: Yeah, it was an opportunity to come here and play. And at the beginning, there was a lot of temporary players, and I got to know them, and I got to get close to them. And some of them weren't here today for many reasons. But to still be here and still playing in the middle of July and hopefully the rest of the summer, yeah, I would look at it like still an opportunity even to this day. Mm-hmm. And
0: is that unusual for you being on a team, not sure that you're gonna be staying here week to week?
4: Mm-hmm. That this is the first time I've experienced baseball at like at this kind of pressure. Yeah, and it's the first time I played on a team where you could get sent home. Yeah. doing the wrong things. So. I feel like for a
0: pitcher especially, that's already yeah. such a high-pressure position. Yeah.
4: It's, I mean, uh, you could be a couple pitches away, and you could you could get sent home for doing the wrong things yeah. while you're out there. And so, yeah. Is it a regular conversation, your status
0: with the team? Do you get a lot of feedback on
4: you know, no. how you're doing? Did no, you- you, I, I haven't heard anything yeah. since I've been here about – Staying or my temporary contract, the only thing that I could keep up with is paying $105 every Friday. Mm -hmm. So we play it by week here as temporaries. And I mean, when your name's called, it's an opportunity and opportunity to show yourself to scouts and people here to watch. Yeah, so what are you trying to get out of this despite that uncertainty? Um, I'm trying to, I mean, right now I'm just living through it and living through this experience. And I'm just trying to get out I'm just trying to get out of it the experience of playing at this level against these kind of players. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a lot better than other summer leagues that I've played on. Yeah. The exposure you get here. Appreciate the time. Thank you. That's the luck going forward. Thank you.
0: That was Beck Way. You'll see him pitching for Kituat the rest of the way. Surely plenty of innings coming his way with the departures we saw in the last week. Richard Braden's up next, and I promise, promise, promise. That's it for me talking temporary players for the season. They're sealed. They're no longer temporary. That's it. They're full-time players going forward from here. Just thought they were such an important part of the Cape life Which is what we do here on the Cape Life Podcast. Welcome back to Cape Life Podcast, Life in the Cape League with Richard Brereton, one of the temporary guys here on the roster. That term gets thrown around. Do Do you see it as more of an insult or a chip on your shoulder having that
5: status on the team? No, I'm glad to have an opportunity here. I love uh, meeting new guys, and it's a really good team this year. And I'm just happy to be a part of it.
0: Out of Emory University, from Connecticut, so not too far, unlike some of the other guys who're coming across the country here. But you know, with that uncertainty, where if you didn't, if you lost your spot, you might not know where you're going this summer. What convinces you that you know take on that load as a temporary?
5: Well, I just want to play. it's a it's quite an honor playing for coach roberts it's a, it's such a storied organization mm-hmm. um i'm really thankful that he gave me the opportunity to opportunity to play here and uh hopefully that lasts lasts a long
0: time so what what can we learn about you growing up in connecticut around the game what got you in the baseball
5: well i was actually born in london so uh-huh. um, i was born there i lived there for four years and i spent most of my growing up in connecticut but uh my family's been the biggest influence of my baseball career. Uh, we really do have a baseball family. And uh, yeah, I guess I guess from my family.
0: Was your family originally from England or were you just over there?
5: No, my, my parents are both from uh, New York, from Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, careers took them overseas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> These bugs are killing oh, yeah. me. At this stage in the season, do you get a little more confident that you'll be sticking around despite some of the guys coming and going? or you know? I try like not to think done? about that. Uh, I just try to
5: come here every day and do my job mm-hmm. um, and help the team win. And what have you gotten out of this experience so far, you feel like? Well, uh, the best part has been meeting all my teammates and uh, getting to play um, alongside some of the best players in the country and um, alongside the best coaching staff in the country. Um, and uh, learning from Coach Roberts and all of his experience has been uh, truly a blessing. So I'm really happy to be here. And uh, have you played
0: for other summer leagues? A lot of guys have said, you know, this is the place where they want to be temporary or not. It's a big
5: step above the others. Have you felt that way so far about it? Uh, I, it's certainly a great league. And uh, there's a reason people, people know it as the best amateur league in yeah. the world. But uh, I played in the Futures League last summer, uh, Futures Collegiate League. Uh, my t- I played for the Bristol Blues. Um, it's kind of in the northeast that was a great league as well I had a great experience there and uh, summer ball is really a special thing Mm -hmm. and how are you enjoying the Cape so far first time out here first time out here so I'm from Connecticut but we've we vacationed a lot of places but not here for some reason so I've been to Martha's Vineyard in Nantucket but never never staying stayed in the Cape for um, a period of time so uh, yeah it's been really awesome so far I have a great host family um, and I love uh, spending time with them and coming to play ball at all these different parks in the Cape.